everybody, the Off The Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from the Belmont studio here in Lexington, Kentucky. Amber is in the studio with me. Amber, how's it going today? You know, it's been a good day, Banks. It has been a real good day. I should say, how's it going tonight? Because the day has passed. It's been a really good day. The weather's been nice. It's been warm. We actually talked about this uh, two nights ago, didn't we? We referenced how nice the weather was yeah. that night, and it stayed that way. And people really like to get out when even it's just a little bit nice. The car washes were absolutely full, crowded. Today was car wash, come home, cut your grass day. Cut your grass? Mm-hmm. Your grass would die, though, when the cold weather comes. Well, tell that to some of our neighbors. So did you cut your grass? That's going to be a solid no. <laughs> You're just going to let the weather kill it? Well, Amber, did you watch the 2019 Golden Globes? I did not fully watch, but I definitely kept up all night. I watched it. I I watched the whole show. Sandra O hosted. Sandra O hosted. It was nice to see Sandra O back in the limelight. I feel like that she took a huge risk when she left Grey's Anatomy back in 2014. I think she took a huge risk. Risk, And when she left, a lot of people thought her career, her career was would tank. And she came back as the lead actress of her, of her own show yep. and won her second Golden Globe. First for that show. She did. Um, so not only, you know, did she actually win a Golden Globe last night, but she took this opportunity as a chance to educate people on Asian Americans. Uh, she took a very good stance on it. Um, I think she done it very um, elegantly. Yes. You know, her entire family was there. Her mother, her father, I think some of her nieces. And they just had shirts that said, I'm proud, you know, proud to be an Asian American. It wasn't anything that was controversial. But this is the first time in Golden Globes history that an Asian American has hosted. Yeah, she didn't do anything over the top. She just wanted to represent her community in some way. And I think she did a gracious job at doing that. I love Sandra Oh. Her personality is golden. Um, I will say that the best part about Sandra Oh was, you know, she's taking, she's taking her award and she's walking out on stage. And there's all these people in this room and the only person she could see was her daddy. That was cool. That was a cool moment when she stood up and she was like, Dad. That was the first thing that came out of her mouth. Word, Daddy. Uh, oh, oh, Daddy. Oh, Daddy. Oh, Daddy. And she, you know, started to do the, the whimper that I think people fell in love with her as being uh, Christina on Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy got her because, you know, Christina had very, she was not emotional. So when she did show, you know, any type of emotion. That was it, the whimper she let off. That was the whimper she let off. Yeah, she did a really good job. She came out and uh, like I said, she hosted. Not only did she win Best Actress, but she hosted. I think this was probably the greatest night of her life. It had to be. I would say, and I, I honestly, I don't think she would have cared if she would have won the award or not. I'm sure she's uh, over the moon. Over the moon. But I think it was her parents seeing her there. Yeah, seeing that moment, seeing her get a host it. She mm-hmm. put them right up front and center. That was cool. She loves her mom and dad. Uh, yeah, but she, she did a good job hosting. I think she did a very good job. Yeah. And, you know, the pairing of Sandra O oh and Andy Samberg uh, were kind of, um, I don't know. I, when I think about Samberg, I think about him from the Lonely Island Boys and Saturday Night Live. I think of him in that time. Uh, you know, he is on a new show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, that, you know, I've watched a couple times because of the corgi on there. Um, but he's just very goofy, and 
I don't know. He took it very serious, and I think that it actually turned out to be a good pairing. Yeah, it was a good pairing. I think they did a really good job, and it was a big night for Sandra Oh. But you know who else it was a big night for? And I think she was the star of the Golden Globes. It was Lady Gaga, who I think she channeled her inner Judy Garland. She wore she wore a dress that was not typical of what Lady Gaga would wear. You know, she has trans. Um, she's done a whole transformation, and I think releasing the Joanne album, I think that kind of put her more in line. She's maturing. She she wants to be elegant she's as aging. opposed to risque. Yeah, and she's just changing, as we all do. And she, you know, that was her second Golden Globe she's ever won. You know that, right? She won, I think, for American Horror Story. She did. She won Best Supporting Actress in a Television Miniseries okay. or something like that. And, uh, now, yeah, she, so she won her second Oscar for Best Original Song for Shallow. And um, it was... It was Interesting to see when she won, they still wanted to ask her about her acting role. And she had to shut a reporter down and said, listen, this is not about the acting. This is about the music. Because she wanted the she press to focus on the other artists. She's always made that distinction, though. She's always made that distinction yeah. of keeping music and acting separate. And I think that was one of the biggest things uh, that she done in the documentary that she released. That I just really points. like Lady Gaga. I... I just think I just think she's a true artist. I think that have you ever seen her performance of Paparazzi at the MTV Movie Awards or Music Awards? She was playing she's just like she puts on a show, she's singing real vocals and she was playing the piano and she, when she plays she threw her leg on top of the piano and starts playing it. And I was like, "Wow, she's just captivating to watch." So to see her transform into an actress and to see her on a different level like the Golden Globe surrounded by movie stars as opposed to It was interesting watching her interact in that world. And she did not, even though she did not win Best Actress, she lost to Glenn Close, who probably deserved it because it was more about the acting. And But Lady Gaga did not walk away empty-handed. She still bought out and won a Golden Globe. How talented is that? I agree. Uh, Bradley Cooper, though, he walked away empty-handed. He lost Best Director. You know, he might have walked away empty-handed, but he still put out a good movie. He did. His movie, yeah, it got Best Picture nomination. He got Best Picture. Best he Drama, Best Actor. Best Drama Actor. Um, and then, you know, Lady Gaga, obviously, in there, you know, with her actress. I mean, the movie was nominated on so many different categories. I mean, not all the way, you know, all the way from Best Movie Directing to Soundtrack. I mean, how many times, how many times have we seen that, really, honestly, since Titanic? Yeah. Where we've seen a movie just take all of... The spots. Yeah, I think that I think that the one movie that it was not successful at the Golden Globes and will be successful at the Oscars is going to be a Star is Born. A Star is Born. I would love to think that, but you know, you Adam and I have had. I've asked him this question now three times. I've asked him to put the top three um, biopics about artists in order from one to three. Can I list my three? List your three, but... I'm going to list my three. My my three best biopic about artists, um, I'm going to say, is uh, the the Jackson 5 story, is number one. Uh, the number two is going to be uh, the story about Selena, the American, the uh, Mexican-American. And uh, number three is going to be What's Love Got to Do With It with Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. And what's your three? Uh, so number three is going to be What's Love Got to Do With It. 
Uh, number two is going to be Selena. And number one is going to be Bohemian Rhapsody. The Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't seen it, so I don't know yet. Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, one of the things, and you and I did talk about this when uh, I remember calling you. The first person I called when we got out. You know, when we started going to the movies, what, back in April of last year? Like, we tried to make it something we do. Yeah, we need to go back. More, you know, more frequently than we have in the past. But one of the things that you see is people come in, they sit down, they either talk to the person right beside of them, or, you know, they're playing on their phone. Nobody watches previews anymore. Yeah. Other than us. Yeah. And as soon as the movie's over, people are up and out. Yes. Up and out. It's like a fight. Yes. So, you know, people came in, and and this was an older crowd. You know, this was an older crowd. This is a band from, you know, 70s, you know, 80s. Yeah, Queen. And... The one thing I noticed is everybody watched the credits. Yeah. The intro credits. And then the end, no one moved. Yeah. And they actually played out the entire Live Aid concert that was, you know... The, the real life queen? The real life queen, uh, but oh. it was... Um, it wasn't the real life queen. It was, you know, them, but they would do side-by-sides. And not one person moved and every person sang. When I seen the trailer for that movie, and I've been seeing clips of that movie... The character transformation that Rami Malik did when he transformed himself. He... What was his name? uh, Rami Malik. No, what was the guy he played? Oh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. When he transformed himself into Freddie Mercury, that that portrayal, I think it's, it's Golden Globe worthy for sure. And it definitely it it actually was, it and it's going. He's going to win Best Actor at an Oscar. He's already got it locked. Yeah, he. So uh, Rami Malik walked away last night with. Um, they walked away what with Best Picture and Best Actor in a Drama. The biggest award of the night is Best Picture, and it won. And it won. It, and you know, I the intricate details that they took. I guess the intricate details that they made sure that they put into this movie was, you know, all the way from the napkins that they have all the way down to the Pepsi cans Cause and it the was Pepsi in, cups. Because it was in the 70s. No, well, it, it shows the band starting in 72, and it goes all the way up until, unfortunately, you know, Mr. Mercury was diagnosed with HIV, but it shows... He died of AIDS. He did. He died of complication from AIDS. In 19... 92. 91, 91, 91. But it it does show everything. When was he diagnosed with HIV? That is actually not known for certain because, you know, one of the things that if you ever liked Queen, you know that, you know, Freddie Mercury was just, I mean, completely ahead of his time. And he was very... He was very private and very in-your-face at the same time. Yeah. But some of the more private things in his later life, um, nobody really knows a timeline for certain events that happened. Yeah. There are a couple different people who sold their stories. Um, Honestly, I think that he was probably diagnosed about 84, 85, probably around live age. I mean, if he was... If he died of AIDS, he had to have had it for a long time. And he had to have it enough to where it got a hold of his body and killed him in 92. He, um... You know, Freddie Mercury, one of the things that people always, you know, kind of think about when him is very, you know, in your face, very, you know, flamboyant in a sense. And when you see some of the pictures of him later, you know, he's very frail. He actually reminds me of Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. That's who he reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of scary. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, Roman Malik, I think he's got it locked down. Uh, The, um, yeah, I don't want Best Picture. But there was a lot of winners that made comebacks 
at the Golden Globes. Christian Bale, it was cool to see him win a Golden Globe. I feel like he's been snubbed on a lot of roles. I think he should have won in American Horror... What was it called? American Psycho. American Psycho, yes. And Batman, I think he did great playing the role of Batman. I think he was the best Batman to ever play it. And then we had him in The Machinist. The Machinist got snubbed. Yeah, he got snubbed in that. Uh, he lost Talk all of that weight. information on that one. I think it was like something like 70 pounds he uh, lost to play that role. Had to be more. I I think that's what was reported was 70 pounds. Wow. He looked, I mean, he's already for, you know, he was already, you know, petite. Yeah. But then he became Batman right after that. That's true. So he had to pack on the weight. That had to be a bad for his body. But Christian Bale, also Michael Douglas, I feel like if he's a guy that you if you're going to lose to somebody I think you would get over it a lot better if it's somebody like Michael Douglas because like he is a good actor. Jim Carrey deserved the role as best actor in a support in a uh, comedy lead comedy in a TV show. Yes, um, I actually really like Kidding. Um, it's something I like to watch by myself because um, it's kind of strange. It is. Uh, but I mean that entire category had I mean these men who have dedicated their lives, you know, to comedy. You've got you know. Um, or, Gosh, who all did we have in that category? Ooh, so the person from uh, the... We had Jim Carrey. We had Donald Glover. I felt like we had somebody else. The guy from uh, the security. Was that what it was? The security. I'm not for sure. He was the guy that won. The guy from the Americans? The Americans. But, you know, he, there were all of these, you know, talented men in that that actually have put forth that being their main spotlight and i i've always seen michael douglas in very serious roles you know from fatal attraction to wall, basic instinct to wall street like he's always in these you know the american president which very is very dra- movie. dramatic movies and then he wins for comedy or music <laughs> yeah jim carrey in kidding and we'll talk about this at a on a later show because there's a lot to talk about about that show kidding it's a there, there's so much to talk about but yes A lot of awards. The Carol Burnett Award was the first time it was ever given out. It was the Lifetime Achievement Award in television. And, of course, the first recipient of the Carol Burnett Award is going to be... Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. And she came out. I love the Carol Burnett. I loved when she did the question and answers. I actually love Carol Burnett on Mama's Family. Mama's Family was great. You know, she was the catalyst in getting uh, Vicky's career set on and path. So to see Carol come and be on Vicky's show, I thought that was I yeah. thought that was that showed how how much of an actual, you know, true confident actor she was to come on someone else's show. Well, without Carol Burnett was the executive producer of Mama's Family. Yeah, she created the characters were created on the Carol Burnett show. Yeah, so she got ownership of that. So she was that was a funny show. Mama's Family was you can't make them like that no you more. You cannot make them like that anymore. Mama's Family. She that was, takes the cake. That takes the cake, man. Who played her? Uh, Vicky Lawrence. Vicky Lawrence, you're brilliant. Uh, Vicky Lawrence, and she is brilliant. The role because of she Mama. was actually very young when she played Mama's Family. Yeah, and she played it so well. She played that granny so well. And it was weird because all they did to her was just put on a wig and some old clothes. And she pulled it off so well. And she did. She did. It was convinced that it was an old lady. And she was probably in her 30s. Probably in her 30s. It was it was an awesome show. They don't make them like that. Mama's Family was excellent. Did it win awards? I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> 
Maybe. I mean, it could have. It was. It's pure comedy, though. I loved it. But also, the winners that were big, you talked about this movie a lot. I don't know much about it. The Versace movie. <gasps> the assassination of Gianni Versace. Took home a few uh, awards. It did. I, you know, I love Darren Chris. If you do not know who Darren Chris is, please uh, Google him now. Uh, YouTube him singing live. Guy started on Glee. So he's very bubbly. He's very poppy and peppy. Um, and that's actually kind of how Darren Chris is. Like when, you know, I obviously follow him on Snapchat and Instagram. Um, he's very, you know, just fun loving. And he took on a role of Andrew Cunadon, who was the, unfortunately the man who stole the life of, I'm going to say the most iconic fashion designer. I'm going to say that the Versace line is when you think about top of the line, I think Versace. Yeah. Uh, you know, and here we've got, this bubbly, beautiful actor, and he takes on this dark role, and he done it flawlessly. So, Darren Chris won, the entire show won. Anything Ryan Murphy puts out is going to win, and he's proven that. Well, Kevin Spacey has finally been told what's going to happen to him after his uh, accuser, a 16-year-old boy at the time, apparently... Uh, fought around with Kevin Spacey. Did they have sex? Um, are you talking about the original accuser or kind of what's going on now? The original accuser. Original accuser. Um, they both were in Broadway together, and I think I can't I can't remember exactly if he confirmed that they were sex, but he did kind of insinuate that that's kind of what happened. So okay, so so Kevin Spacey. Yeah, uh, I'm talking in in the middle of the '80s when he was actually doing Broadway himself. Gets accused, doesn't get brought up until the Me Too movement comes out. Me Too movement comes out, Kevin Spacey, blacklisted. Blacklisted. He's gone off of House of Cards, which is a, yeah. a, a wonderful show that he ran for many years. Yeah. His movies are being pulled down off of all the streaming sites. If you want to see Kevin Spacey right now on any kind of streaming service, you're going to have to turn it off. Or you're going to have to buy the movie on Prime. Because he is nowhere. His content is not getting out. So, a couple of months back, it kind of surfaced that unfortunately Kevin Spacey strikes again. Apparently he was hanging out with a boy who was under the age of 18 and it shows video of Spacey I guess trying to grab his genital area. Wow. But it comes out a gentleman actually told him he was older than he was. He was agging it on. He wanted some content for his Instagram and now he's suing Kevin Spacey. So Kevin Spacey unfortunately was arraigned today. Yeah. And what happened now? So, at the arraignment, they pretty much just, you know, sent him home and said, you know, do not have any contact with the accuser or the accuser's family. So, he's just banned from talking. So, he's not in really any big legal trouble. Is he a sex offender? Um, I don't know if they've registered him as a sex offender. So I'm not for sure on is that. Is his career over? Yes. And I think 50% of it he done to himself. I love Kevin Spacey. I will always support Kevin Spacey in the sense of he is a wonderful actor. Yeah. But he took to live streams and he made a mockery out of this entire situation. You know, he got on there acting like um, like Francis from House of Cards, you know, saying, you know, some, some of the, the witty things that he would say on the show that you were always like, oh my God, that guy's a dick. And now he's doing it in real life. So I did lose some respect for him on that. Yeah. Well, he posted a bizarre video on social media. It was him... Uh, talking about Frank Underwood. 
Did you see that? Yeah, he took on the persona of Francis. Yeah, that was you know that's Frank Underwood. It was Francis, but when he was being a dick, it was always Francis. Francis. And um, you know he took he he took that on, and I don't know. I think there needs to be a fine line between. He's. I think he's just he's lost it, man. Kevin Spacey's just going to be a thing of the past. If you like his movies, you got to go to buy them on DVD because. You're not going to be able to find them. No, you're not finding them on any streaming sites. Nope. Not even YouTube. They'll ban them. Eventually, yeah. I don't know. That would be crazy if YouTube banned them. Because what I like about YouTube is you can kind of go back and watch a lot of controversial stuff. We watched a controversial movie. Mary Kay Letourneau. We did. We, uh, the other night we watched Mary Kay Letourneau. Yeah. That in itself... That was an interesting movie. I forgot how risque that movie was. Yeah, it was the first big time a teacher that was attractive had sex with a, a boy. And it was it was the fact that it was a female having sex yeah. with a young boy. Because they say that's every boy's dream, a fantasy to have sex with their teacher. Not if you went to Beaver, man. <laughs> Not if you went to Beaver. We had a, a few. We had a few attractive females. <laughs> More attractive males, I'm sorry. Not really when you're like 10 and... I mean, there was not really. Oh. None had sex appeal. I'll just put it that way. Does well, that we know sense? who had sex fever. Who? I can't say. <laughs> he might listen. <laughs> well, Amber, you got to be careful out there on the interstate. Horrible thing happened the other day in Lexington. A Georgetown resident was driving, apparently under the influence, and he was going the wrong way on the interstate on I-75 and hit a family of five coming back from their Florida trip back home to Michigan, hit him head on at the 113 mile marker and both vehicles exploded. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how it's been explained. And everyone died. I guess it was 2.43 in the morning and unfortunately the gentleman from Georgetown took the off-ramp onto uh, 75 from the Athens boonsboro exit. And Drove for six miles. And they said the the woman who was uh, who died was a doctor. She, had, she was a family practitioner, and she had patients. And uh, you know what was weird? I just Googled her, and I found her practice, and I clicked on it, and it said her office was permanently closed. And not only... Was that weird? But I just kind of just clicked on it, and it said reviews, and I started reading her reviews, and it was just so humanizing reading these reviews about her. It was like, oh, she's she's so polite, so professional, very, uh, very smart. And you're reading this, and and you're like, wow, a very wonderful person was taken from the world. They said her husband was an attorney and a real estate agent, and they had an older son uh, and two young girls. Uh, one was 14, one was 13, and one was 7. You know, driving under the influence is not worth it. It's never okay. No, you could, I mean... It's it's not like... I always think I don't want to ever take somebody else's life because that's somebody, somebody. And then I also think about it sometimes in my own sense. You know, New Year's Eve, I refuse to get out. Um, I don't know. People just don't think when they drive. They don't. It's terrible. They really don't. And you just got to be careful out there. Um, watch, pay attention. Sometimes even sober, you can make terrible mistakes. Uh, you can get on the wrong ramp. But if you do, just stop. Don't panic. 
and safely try to turn around. Try to turn around, um, you know, pull off to the median and call 911. You know, they'll definitely escort you back. Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because the uh, you got to watch the other driver, too. Like, those people did not see that coming. No, they didn't. I mean, it was 2.30 in the morning. and You're you know. just, you're in the flow. You're driving. They're just passing through. They're going through Lexington. They're trying to get to Michigan. They're getting closer. They probably were going to stop in Lexington, in all honesty. They were probably going to stop here, say, and uh, probably head back the next day. My goodness. That is so sad. Yeah, because they, they were probably so close to their destination over there we're going to be staying. Uh, that, that's very sad. They they said that they the family delayed the trip for a couple weeks, and that delay put them at the wrong place at the wrong time. It did, unfortunately. I don't know. And what a way to go. Two, both cars exploding. It had to be a... They both had to be going about 80. Probably. I would say they were probably both going about 80, and they never saw it coming. They never saw it coming. It just happened. And when it happened, it just killed them instantly. It, it was over. I don't know. I hate that for anybody. I honestly do. I do, too. So just be careful out there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Cuff. I'm Adam Banks Amber. Thank you for doing the show. And we will see you in the next episode. Pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot.